Blog Talk Radio. Essex County as well. Um, 
maybe 40, maybe half an hour to 40 minutes away from Elizabethtown, but who's to say that someone isn't coming in from Elizabethtown into Saranac Lake and... You know, I mean, it's it, it it's getting that close. Yeah, we we were up at camp this weekend, and we saw a lot of old classic cars driving around. And usually, this weekend is the big car show that they have up in Lake George, but they canceled it because of COVID. But there were still quite a few classic cars that we saw all over the place. So I said to Karen, I said, let's take a drive down. And go through Lake George and and look at some of the cars. Oh my God, Leslie! It was the biggest mistake of my life. Um, the car show was canceled. Absolutely, they had signs all over saying car show was canceled. Blah 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 blah. But Leslie, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people in Lake George, crowding the streets, not wearing masks. Not social distancing. It was a, oh, my God, it was a nightmare. I'm waiting to hear the results on the evening news that there's been a huge COVID outbreak because there were so few people with masks that it was easier to count the ones that were wearing them than the ones that weren't. It was just, wow, I I couldn't believe it. I, I just, I was shocked. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, you you see two different thoughts on Facebook. It's like uh, some people feel like uh, it's their God-given right that that they don't have to wear a mask, and and then I mean for you know where there's millions of people that live in New York City, there's maybe a million of people living in the Adirondacks. So when 11 people are dead in Elizabethtown, I don't know how many people live in Elizabethtown. I don't know how many residents there were at the Essex County Nursing Home. I mean, I'm sorry, you know, so if 10,000 people die out of a million, yeah, you could say, oh, well, that was only 0.1%. But when 11 people die out of 50, you know, that's not 0.1% anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, so you got to wear a mask. Um, Well, I don't know if I've actually said it on the podcast, is that I have a surgery coming up down in Albany uh, the beginning of October, and that's the last thing I need is Essex County to go into a – epidemic, a pandemic, uh, for me to catch the COVID virus. Um, I have to be tested September 30th, and uh, and then I go down October 5th to Albany for the surgery. And all I need is a positive test and, and the surgery that I've been waiting for for about three months could just easily be canceled besides 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 that I could have the virus and 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 you know I mean I'm not sure uh I'm I'm hoping I'm somewhat healthy that I could live through a virus but uh you know I don't know I don't know what would happen you know to what? me if I caught the virus I think it's a very serious thing and I, I I don't know how to say this without about 
I, I think that the, unfortunately for the United States of America, this virus has been turned into a political issue, which I don't feel that it is. And, uh, you know, it's not political. This virus doesn't care who you voted for or who you're going to vote for. It it will attack you and and quite possibly kill you. And you need to take precautions to keep yourself safe and the people around you. And when you refuse to wear a mask for whatever whatever your reason may be, whether it's political, religious, I don't care what the reason is, when you choose not to wear a mask, you're putting other people at risk as well as yourself. And it's just, right. I'll, it's I'll crazy. Go, I'll, right. I'll go a little step further because I'm not going to name names. I'm, I'm going to say you could be a Republican and die from the, the virus. You could be a Democrat and die from the virus. It, it, as you say, it's, it isn't political. It, this disease hits all. Yeah, this virus is real. It's here. It's among us. And what I'm afraid of, what I'm concerned about is March is when it, if you remember, it was March when it hit us. And that's when they shut everything down. That's when everybody got sent home. That's when they closed down the schools. That's when they shut down the state of Vermont. That's when everything happened was in March. So I'm kind of figuring that like the flu season, COVID season is going to, is around March sometime, January, February, March, because it took a little while to hit the general population. And well, that's, yeah, if I people mean, that, that's aren't the careful and they don't start taking precautions when the flu season hits, which is right around the corner, and right. the flu starts to hit people. Is that the end of September? My mother usually gets her her flu shot for the end of the year, the beginning of next year, um, and and we don't need to have a flu on top of the virus. Exactly, exactly. And if people aren't careful, this thing is going to come back full blown, and with mix that with the flu. And we're going to have a nightmare on our hands. So oh, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. understand why why people refuse to do a simple thing like that. Social distance and wear a mask. That's all. And they refuse to do it. They just won't do it. And, I mean, I, I witnessed it. I, I should have taken pictures when I was in Lake George because you, you wouldn't believe the people up there not wearing masks, not social distancing, just going on, eating pizza and walking around the streets and standing on the corner making out and everything else as if there was nothing going on, no no pandemic yeah. at all. Uh, meanwhile, every store has a sign hanging on it that says you that you can't enter without a mask. So I don't know how all these people, what they're doing up there without a mask. They can't They can't go into any of the stores, but... Still, I don't. Yeah. I don't understand it, Leslie. I really don't. Yeah. But. No. And then the other thing, actually, even before the the flu shot, which usually is the end of September, is uh, uh, you know, the tourists are going to come up here for fall for the the you know the leaves changing colors, and, and I just wish. I'm sorry. I wish they would stay home. I really do. Well, they're going to open Killington Mountain here 
pretty soon for ski season. How are they going to social distance and be safe at ski season when you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people packed into these little lodges and riding on yeah. uh, up and down on gondolas? I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, yeah, no, I, uh, our, our phone our, our phone number here is six four six 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 eight two four three three. Uh, sorry to get off on a little tangent there, but I just just felt that it you know was worth mentioning to you guys. Um, our number again is six four six 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 eight two four three three, and we're going to be talking about cast excuse me casting Star Trek, uh, something that Leslie knows quite a bit about, seeing how she was on Star Trek. So if you guys have a question or comment, or you just want to say hello, give us a call at six four six 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 eight two four three three. I will be here live until 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you've got plenty of time to give us a call. Before we get started with casting, though, Leslie, there, there was uh, two other things I wanted to mention. First of all, I know we don't do this on this show. This is something we do on Trek Talking uh, on Thursday night. But sometimes when something crosses over from Trek Talking into Stunt Trek that I think is relevant, I'll, I'll bring it up like I'm about to do. Um, this week, actually, I believe it was yesterday. I'd have to go back and check. I think it was yesterday. Uh, Roxanne Dawson, or yeah, uh, Roxanne Biggs Dawson, but I think it's now just Roxanne Dawson, who played Delana Torres, just celebrated a birthday. Somebody who you know personally because you stunt doubled her on Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> So yeah, actually, I wanted to... you know, it's so it's so funny to see a picture of Roxanne Dawson without her makeup on. Um, you know, it's almost like the story of when uh, Andrew Robinson directed an episode of Voyager, and I did not recognize the director, and and I was talking to Tom the next day, and he goes, "Oh yeah, Andy's so nice to work for." What you mean that was Garrick? And, you know, I look at a picture of Roxanne Dawson. I don't know if I've ever seen her without her makeup. I mean, she she is so, to me, she is totally, totally so different looking. I mean, in a good way. That wasn't supposed to be in a bad way. In a good way. But, but you know, I'm used to shoulder-length hair and, and ridges on the forehead, <laughs> you know. And uh, I think the picture, she sort of has a bob cut right now. You know, it's yeah. it's real short. I don't know if page boy, bob, whatever you want to call it. And she's also... She's also uh, become quite the director these days, too. She's been directing quite a bit uh, behind the camera rather than in front of the camera these days, which is really cool. Well, that was the other thing. Now, I don't know if she ever did get to direct an episode, but, but you know, what, what actors, what Star Trek actors would do is they would try to ask, ask for more money, possibly get turned down, and they'd say, okay, instead of giving me $10,000 more, let me direct a, an episode. And and they'd make deals that way. So, so, I mean, obviously they got paid as a director when they directed the episode. Um, but, but 
you know, like I say, crazy negotiations. Negotiations isn't always just money. It could be I want a trailer 10 feet longer. Uh, I want to direct a show. You know, um, I want my character to take a vacation for a couple episodes, you know, that that I'm not going to be written into every episode of that season. I mean, like you say, negotiations be anything in the world. Oh, and... and, well, and I want I want the company car to come and pick me up, or or I want the studio to babysit my children. Ah, that's one I haven't heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so you know, like you say, um, well, you know, they're they're if they're children on a set already. Um, you could have the, the maybe the teacher or guardian from the set also take care of that child as well. But but Jerry, uh, Jerry, oh great, Ryan, who's now I'm getting all mixed up. Who's Jerry Taylor? Uh, Jerry or Taylor was Gene Roddenberry's assistant on TNG. Jerry Ryan was seven of nine on Star Trek Voyager. Star Trek, but but Jerry Ryan had a car picker up, a limousine picker up every day. And that was part of her negotiation. uh, Star Trek movies. You remember after the death of Spock, uh, you know Leonard Nimoy was like, "Well, listen, you know, I'll die, but I want to direct the next movie." And they said, "Okay," so they killed him. And then he directed the search for Spock and he came back. And then he directed Star Trek Four. And then William Shatner said, wait a second. I'm not doing another movie because I have parody with Leonard Nimoy. What he gets, I get. He directed two movies. I want to direct a movie or it's done. So he had to direct Star Trek Five as part of his contract negotiation. So they, they right. can negotiate all kinds of weird stuff into their contracts. Right. So so in a way it's um you know uh they in a way they're still putting the money out. They're getting the service of the person being a director as opposed to you know paying an actor's fee uh multiple ten thousands of dollars. It's easier to pay so many thousands of dollars for you as an actor, but which is the Screen Actors Guild, and then pay you as a director, which is the D. Okay. Excuse me, which is the DGA Directors Guild of America. I mean, so in a way, they're still putting the money out, but they're getting you working two jobs on the same set. Now, who makes more money, Leslie, a director or an actor? Right, just like uh, well, I didn't get it. I didn't get any extra money, but you know, just like I was hired as the actress and the stunt woman on Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, that's sort of in the same area that I'm talking about. But maybe a closer uh, example is 
Dennis Madelone being the stunt coordinator for for several of the Star Trek series, and yet he would also be a Klingon or Jemadar or something um, in that episode. So they were paying him as a stunt coordinator. Now, again, I don't know, and I've never asked him, did they give him, you know, a day's work as an actor, or did he just come in as the stunt coordinator and also did the part as well, which would save them a lot of money. So, Leslie, there is this another thing I wanted to talk about briefly before we we dive too deep into the rabbit hole, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, that's something I haven't had a chance to talk with you about up to now. Because we had a holiday weekend in there, we we had a show canceled, and you know everything's been going on. But right. there's a brand new Star Trek show which came out called Star Trek Lower Decks, and it's animated. And uh, I haven't had a chance to. Well, let me rephrase that. I've talked to you about it off of the air, but I haven't had a chance to ask you about it so that all the fans can hear your response. So I'm going to ask you uh, what <laughs> right now while we're live, you know, what do you think about Star Trek Lower Decks? Well, I guess I guess as you say our our talks can go in any direction. I mean, uh I'd love to talk about Lower Decks. I mean, I I absolutely love it. I'm I'm not sure if I'm one episode behind though. Uh, the last one I saw, I think, had the word Cupid in it, or yes, or something. Cupid's Aaron or... Arrow. There's a there's a brand new one out that should be on Jim Flicks right now called um, Transmography. Um, oh God, I can't remember the name. There's a brand new one that's oh. available right now that you can watch. Oh, okay. Anyways, okay. So getting back to. I absolutely adore Lower Decks. That is so funny. I, you know, well, happen to love uh, Futurama, Family Guy, uh, American Dad. Um, the Cleveland show was okay. Obviously, it wasn't good enough because it got canceled. But I love Rick and Morty. I I really like adult cartoons that. Um, Children can watch them, and they can kind of follow the plot, but they don't get the, I'll call it, sexual uh, innuendos or something like that. I mean, you know, that stuff, well, who knows? Nowadays, kids <laughs> kids probably do get it. But but also the reference, if, if you're an original uh, Trekkie and, and they say something – that that comes from the original series, and you're that you know, and you've watched the original series, or, or or you know, or any of the other Star Trek shows. I mean, you go, oh, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> you know that they uh, referred to Spock, or or this was a Kirk thing, or or um. I'm really bad on characters' names. I can never remember names but but the you know the female lead i i i find her just so much fun because because um 
well, again, originally back in the 60s, and even the the Star Trek series, uh, Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Um, I mean, I guess Kira and Dax were a little more physical, but human women could not be physical. If you watch the series, I mean, even Janeway, I'm sorry, she was not physical. She would she would take a pipe or something and hit somebody, but she would never use her fist and physically hit somebody. And like I say, um, like you can tell me the names of the characters. <laughs> maybe maybe in a year from now I might remember who 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 is who. But uh, but, but well, you uh, know what, Leslie. Speaking of that, what you just said, I have a clip here that I that I played this same clip on Trek Talking last week because this episode is a week behind, but this is the episode you're talking about. So I haven't deleted my clip from last week and put my new clips in for, for this week. So you're lucky. I still have it saved. And this, this is a clip from, from Cupid's Aaron Arrow, the one you're talking about. And this particular clip is loaded with some references, and I'm going to play it for you guys, and we'll see if, if Leslie can, can pick them out. Hey, sir, just checking if this is a dream. I've got a bad feeling about Barb. I know. I can't believe she used to date Jet. That guy's like a Kirk Sunday with Trip Tucker sprinkles. I'm not messing around. Barb is way, way, way out of your league. Not out of Jet's league. I, uh, I, I gotta get jacked. Here we go. Brad, when a Starfleet relationship seems too good to be true, then red alert, man, it probably is. You think she's cheating on me? No, I think she's a secret alien who's going to eat you, or a Romulan spy, or a salt succubus, or an android, or a changeling, or one of those sexy people in rompers that murders you just for going on the grass. Whoa, 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 I'm sorry. You're saying that because Barb is awesome and hot and dating me that she's an alien? That is messed up, Mariner. That is not cool. This is real, Bradward. I have seen stuff, man. Like back when I was serving on the keto. <laughs> oh, you hear what happened on the Enterprise? Apparently, Data's got an evil twin brother who teamed up with the Borg. Crazy, right? <laughs> what? Man, it's like a new thing every week with those guys. Right. Like, leave some unknown for the rest of us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are such a great couple. Oh, what can I say? I found the perfect guy. Look, I'm not perfect, okay? But I do have the perfect friend. Uh, no, Nico, you are the nicest, smartest, handsomest guy on this ship. I mean, it's either that or you're a Darvongian shape changer. <laughs> I mean, you're too handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sit around and let a face get melted. So... There were so many references right in that one clip. Like, I'll start us off. He's like a Captain Kirk Sunday with Trip Tucker sprinkles. Right there, <laughs> you know. We're, we're we're talking about cap. We're talking about Star Trek and Enterprise. You know, the salt succubus, which is the M one thirteen salt vampire. Um, the sexy people that run around in rompers and murder you if you go on the grass. That's the TNG episode, Justice. Um, you know, there's just so much yeah, right I'm, there. Uh, well, I'll just say is that, you know, I'm I'm trying to read what's being written on the phone and 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 the the dialogue when 
went a little too fast for me. You know, when I watch it on on the computer, I have the caption call on. So 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 it was like the well that's the other thing that I like about the cartoon is that that it's quick dialogue. It's back and forth. But uh why well, I I heard, you know, that uh shapeshifter, I mean that would be clearly uh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah, and actually, they that scene there at the end, their ship was docked at Deep Space Nine in that particular scene, which was cool. And you know, something else I like about the show is that Beckett, Beckett, is the the officer we're talking about. She's the main character. Her mother is the captain of the ship. And was it last episode or the one before? It was a really good mother-daughter thing where they were fighting back and forth and arguing and squabbling like mothers and daughters always do. And uh, she gives her the Vulcan hand salute, and she's like, don't you give me that Vulcan hand salute. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, and, and that's another interesting thing is that um, – well, no, I, I was going to say something, then I, all of a sudden you have Loxwana and Troy. Uh, but, but you know, it, it always tends to be, in my mind, you know, it was Cisco and Jake. You know, it always seems to be father-son and and very little mother-daughter. So to, the, for this cartoon uh, to have a mother-daughter conflict is is refreshing because you don't you don't see it that often. No, and it, I, it is I enjoyed like it. Interesting that that the mother the mother who commands the ship has her daughter in the lower decks. If I understand it correctly, hoping that she's going to get so sick and tired of being in the lower deck and doing all the dirty work that that she, she's going to quit and leave the ship probably won't ever do because she likes it there so much. <laughs> oh, well, so. she's having a great time in the lower deck. I mean, because she's getting away with murder down there. <laughs> and I don't know if you saw the the uh, Star Trek Day, any of the panels they had on Star Trek Day, but John Delancey is <laughs> going to be on as Q. I think it's next week. I I saw that. Well, I'm I'm a little confused because I I I don't know. I also saw a video on YouTube that I don't know if they were just using it as an example or if this is going to be an episode. Is the insignia is is suddenly going to be a character? Was was that just an example or that is going to be an episode? I. I I didn't see that particular video, but I but John Delancey oh, is definitely going going to be on the lower decks as Q in his judge robes. Yeah, well, so, I yeah, I definitely saw that Q was going to be on there. I'll, I'll I'll have to send you, or either I'll post a link, or I'll have to send you. Uh, well, I'll post a link on on my site if I can find it again on YouTube. Um, it was kind of interesting because it was it was really telling 
it was it was doing two things. It was telling you how cartoons are made. And in fact, the producer was saying, I haven't even met these people. You know, everything's done remotely. Right. And I found that, COVID you know, thing. very revealing. And and actually, during the Star Trek Day panels, they said that, that season two is already done and written. It's all finished. They just got to animate it. So I have a sneaking suspicion. I, I may be wrong, but we saw Lower Decks before we saw Discovery Season 3, even though Discovery Season 3 wrapped up almost eight, nine months ago because of COVID. <clears throat> And they couldn't they couldn't finish it, so they put lower decks out ahead of schedule. Now, I have a sneaking suspicion that's going to happen again, because we have Strange New Worlds, which is on hold right now. We got Picard season two, which is on hold right now, and we have Discovery season four, which is on hold right now. But that's okay because we haven't even seen season three yet, and we have lower decks, which is already done and ready to go. So I think they're going to get the animation done for Lower Decks, and we're going to see Lower Decks Season 2 before we see any of this other live-action stuff. I may be wrong, but that's oh, what yeah. I think. Well, that's, uh, like I say, um, I'll see if I can find uh, the link to this, how how they're able to make the cartoon, because definitely people are sitting at their own houses uh Doing whatever's required to to you know put the cartoon together. So so believe me, there's also, there's an extreme social dis- distancing with uh, the making of the cartoon. And and I enjoy it. And I know all of all of my other Trek spurts on Trek talking enjoy it as well. As with any Star Trek, some episodes are better than others, and that's to be expected. But overall. We really, we're really enjoying it. So I just wanted to get your input on that as well. So. Yeah, I mean, and um, well, just again because it's a cartoon. Well, the you know the first cartoon, which I feel was very child oriented. I mean, it was okay to watch, but it was very child oriented. There was no. No secret Easter eggs in it. Um, I mean, you know, it was, it was just, I guess, following what the original Star Trek was. Um, um, let's see. Uh, this one, uh, well, they had, you know, they had that cat in in the first one, and they had that, I forget what what alien that, that other one was called. Um you know that's the thing is with cartoons you can you can create aliens that that you know cannot be done easily with real human beings um so you got again i'm sorry i haven't memorized names or or types but you got that green girl um you have the the cyborg guy uh, yep, yeah, yep. That's Rutherford, and the, the green woman is Tendy. Um, you know, so so they've, 
Yeah, you got you got the human male. You got interestingly, well, and and well, <laughs> I'm trying not to be political. But then again, well, then again, discovery. You finally had a, a female, a black female, in the absolute lead. And in this cartoon, yeah. you, you have a black female being the absolute lead again. Or, yeah, or I, you I, know, to me, the, the the series revolves around her, which. Which, for some reason, um, well, back in the '60s, yeah, you had O'Hara, which which was a tremendous breakthrough. But um, you know, I mean, to, to have these people, um, um, it it isn't like the audience is going. Oh my God! You know, there shouldn't be. This shouldn't be this way. I mean, you know, it's 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 accepted. There's there's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with whether an alien is a character or or whether whether a different race, a different sex. You know, it it's just acceptable. Times are times are a little different than they were. For previous Star Treks. So, yeah, so I just wanted, actually the cartoon I just to get is. Your, whoops. Uh, well, yeah. Okay, I just wanted um, to get your opinion. I just wanted to get your opinion on the show and see what you thought about it, and, and if you liked it, and would recommend it to our listeners. That's that's all. Oh, I highly recommend it. It it. Uh, um. It it is it is just such such a funny thing to watch. I mean it, uh, and I don't mean funny, haha. It's it's just getting listening to all the, uh, um, you know, look looking for the jokes. <laughs> yeah, it, it is it, it is enjoyable. It's funny. And, yeah. and it's a fresh new take on Star Trek, you know. So I'm yes. all for it. Yes, that's so, the other thing is that, I mean, if you're going to have people scream about canon, that that all well, you know, you have people scream about canon. Well, first of all, it isn't the Enterprise, but uh, um, you know, I I think. I think they they follow it right along. I mean, their their references do do talk about the other show, talk about the what should I call it the human shows. I mean, it 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 really isn't going in another direction. Uh, but I'll just say the funniest thing is is that I feel like a lot of the names of the ships. Seem to be places in California, like uh, Cerritos. And yes, I forget the, the Cerritos itself is a California class starship. All of the shuttles that we've seen are all like the Yosemite. We all the shuttles that we've seen are all 
you know, California parks. So they're they're throwing a lot of California in there, if you if you notice. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I looked at the credits, and and uh, um, oh, wait a minute. I think watch the learn, go from storyboard to find. Okay, I think I found it. Hello. Yep. I clicked. It. You got it. An important message. Wait a minute. I'm, it, uh-oh. Of course, I'm in the middle of a commercial. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, if you want to talk for a second after this, and I'll, I mean, it, the title is "Watch Star Trek Lower Decks Go from Storyboard to First to Final Animation." Well, this is okay. There, I feel like there's a different one. Okay, this is this is just one. Computer, find us a beach in Hawaii. What is this? This is crazy. What does it do? I'll just get everywhere. Okay, I'm. I'm trying to do ten things at the same time. Uh. Before we run out of time. Okay. Yeah. I want I want to swing back around to casting. Um, I just wanted to get your take on Lower Decks. We hadn't had a chance to talk about it yet, so that's why I kind of veered off a little bit. But let's let's swing back to casting uh, for Star Trek. Now, Star Trek. Okay. Uh, we there's many many actors that have been cast for Star Trek, and I'm going to use one who's who just had a birthday last week. Jeffrey Combs. Now, Jeffrey Combs, I think, is a legend in Star Trek because I lost track of how many different characters he's played. It's got to be seven or eight, at least. I think the most popular character that he played was the Vorta from DS9 and, and the Andorian Shran from Enterprise. But he also played a Ferengi. Uh, uh, he's uh, he's been in a lot of different things. But those are the two I think most people would know him for, would be Shran and the Vorta. So Star Trek, you know, they like to cast actors. And originally, let's go back, let's set the way back clock to, to the original Star Trek. The first actor that became a um, an icon in Star Trek was Mark oh, no, no, Leonard. Really makes me enjoy my day. Because... Mark Leonard played uh, Mr. Spock's father, Sarek, who was a Vulcan. And then he played the Romulan commander in Balance of Terror, one of the, the favorite episodes of a lot of fans. And then he played the Klingon commander in Star Trek, the motion picture. So Mark Leonard was really, the, you know, the first one to play multiple characters on Star Trek. But now it's pretty much commonplace. It's, it's pretty common to see actors playing more than one character. You know, would you agree, Leslie? Well, that's you know, it it's interesting when when you say who's played the most parts. I mean, definitely uh he he's he's an excellent actor, but but again, they keep forgetting about stunt people and I assure you that between Dennis and Tom, um they've probably played the most characters. But, 
you know, I mean, obviously Jeffrey is throughout the episode while Tom or Dennis might just be in the scenes. Um, I'm trying, well, you know, uh, uh, well, I love uh, uh, Susie Plankton. I mean, she's oh, her characters she's are awesome. always strong characters, you know. Um, besides being the Klingon, she was Q in in Voyager. Yeah, and she also played uh, Strand's. Uh, I don't know if it's wife. I don't know what the correct term is, but Strand's mate on Star Trek Enterprise, who was who was killed um, by the Tellarite, and uh, you know. Archer had to fight to the yeah. death with Shran to avenge her death. She played that. I can't remember what the name of that rock, what that Andorian's name was, but that was played by that character was well, played by her as well. Uh, okay, I actually I'm on that on the page that I sent you. So she played a character. I would think you would pronounce it Terra, and the episode was Ceasefire. Yes, that would be and her. Then, and then. It's, and then Michael Dorn, um, well, he's been Worf in, well, he's been Worf mostly, but but he was the Klingon defense attorney in the Undiscovered Country. And oddly enough, he, he played his own grandfather because that was Colonel Worf, who was Worf's right, grandfather. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and then Tony Todd, you think of him with with uh, Spice, and uh, and and he's been a Herogen, but but sort of what you were just saying, he was he was the older Jake Cisco in The Visitor. That's right. He didn't wear any makeup in that either. He just he was just himself. No makeup. Right. Oh, I didn't. I didn't love that, but okay. Um, I'm. I'm just trying to scroll. There, it was amazing. I thought I was going to come up with ten, fifteen actors that might have played multiple parts, and when I went to the IMDb, there was there was a hundred actors listed, and well, okay. So going back to casting, is that if. It may not even be the casting director. It could be the producer. I mean, it could be either one. If they really, really like an actor and they really feel that they've read a script and and they see this part and they know that, you know, whatever actor they've used in the past for something else would be really good for for this part – they may not even have – who's to say whether they have auditions or not, but they may have that person in mind anyways. You know, they may still have some people come in, but, but you know, their first choice is, is uh, you know, an actor they've used before that they can rely on, that they know is creative. Um Okay, I'm just looking at Mark Alamo. You only think of him as Goldicott. And uh, before he was Goldicott, he was in Next Generation as Badar, 
I can't even pronounce it. It's N apostrophe D apostrophe D. Next generation, lonely among us. Uh, he was Commander Tubak. Um, Next generation, the neutral zone. Oh, he was even a different goal. He was goal. Mar, I don't know if you would say Marchette or Marquette in uh, The Wounded. That also was Next Generation. So he was he was working a lot in Next Generation, and then he just came over to um, – he was, he, he was yet another person, Frederick LaRouque in Time Zero Part 1. Um, then – Deep Space Nine comes along and he becomes Goldicott. So, so let's see. He was four different people before he even became Goldicott. Now, Leslie, when they do something like that, can they do? Do they just call him up and say, "Hey, Mark, do you want this part?" And he says, "Yeah," and that's it. <clears throat> or do they do they do they have people come in and audition and then and then offer him the part? Well, how does it usually work? Oop. I'm waiting for the <laughs> Yeah, um uh well right, I mean again you could have auditions but but uh, the producers might already be leaning towards a certain actor. And then again, I'll quickly put this in here. It doesn't. It 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 definitely helps if you're you're related to one of the producers. Like uh, I think it's Andrew Enberg played Vorak on uh, on um, Voyager, and and. Uh, well, maybe this is where I got this from. Yeah, he's Jerry Taylor's son. That's why Jerry Taylor's name was sticking in my head. So it helps yeah, if your mother happens to be the writer-producer of the show. And Walter <laughs> Koenig's mother, Walter Koenig's mother was the was one of the generals, one of the admirals in Star Trek VI, who was sitting around the table with Captain Kirk and the rest of them. And his son was also in an episode of TNG as well. So it doesn't hurt yeah. to be connected. Not at but, all. But well, I want to quickly add in two more actors that their performances as a certain character was so powerful. You have Ricardo Montalban in uh, Space Seed uh, as Khan that that they basically made a whole movie around him. Because they love Khan, they love the character. Or you have Patrick Stewart that you know for the years on Next Generation. Now they're doing Star Trek pa- uh, P- Picard. If they ever get if they ever get past this virus. But but a quick story because we're also running out of time. I don't know if you looked at the clock. Is wow. It also yeah we are it. You get you get things when you do an audition. You get these pieces of paper that are from the script, and they're called sides. And my nephew got this this the sides, and he's reading this, 
and he says, kind of more in a plain voice, he goes, oh, the humanity, and he didn't understand what the writer was writing, and I had to show him a clip from the Hindenburg crashing, and the reporter going, oh, the humanity, you know, that that there was that tone in the reporter's voice, and that's what the writer was looking for. And because he didn't know the story of the Hindenburg, he was reading the line wrong. So I told him, well, I say I showed him the video. I told him that's the way they want you to say that line. He got the audition. He got the job. Probably all the other people his age may not have known about the Hindenburg. So you got to really study about, you know, when, when you're going to audition – why a writer has may have written something. Well, that's interesting. They wow, I didn't know that they would put they put little margins there. Because if you didn't know about the Hindenburg, you're right, you would have no idea of the of the tone or the inflection they want in your voice if you if you don't know the incident that they're referring to. Well, but but like I say, even the tone in the act in the reporter's voice is that again, uh, you know, as I was explaining to Richard, you're saying line wrong. That is not that is not how the reporter said the line. You you know, there there's a very special sound in in the writer's voice i i can probably uh i did find the two animation things and i've put it up on my page i could find the hindenburg thing that you could listen to the reporter say oh the humanity and and you just like I say it, it you recognize <laughs> it's almost it's almost like uh uh, Queen with with Flash Gordon. I mean, uh, <laughs> you go, right? You go ah. <laughs> so if you go oh the humanity and you happen to know where that that sentence comes from, you know what the writer wants you or how you're supposed to audition that line. Not not just you know change it. I mean it's it it's. I don't want to say, well, the only word I can come up with is classic, but it's those particular words have a particular sound. And if you don't do that in the audition, you're going to lose the audition. And that's why he right, got it. exactly. Well, yeah. Leslie, you're absolutely right. Our Our time is ticking down, and we didn't even get to talk about the planet of the apes. No Planet of the Apes tonight. It was there were a hundred different people. I mean, uh, Robert O'Leary, Armin Shimmerman. I mean, I'm just trying to flip through this. Tim Russ. Uh, well, um, even Aaron Eisenberg. Uh, uh, I mean, I I didn't even realize that some of these guys uh, had been. Um, well, we knew about Mark Leonard or Leonard, however you want to pronounce it. Um, Ethan Phillips, I didn't realize that he had multiple uh, roles. Um, Don't forget the anyway, Leslie well, Hoffman. Uh, He's had multiple roles, too. Yeah. 
I've been Torres. I've been a rebel. I've been uh, Starfleet. Uh, I don't know. I just can't fly a ship, though. <laughs> For some reason, well, every time I'm near controls, they blow up on me. <laughs> you got to go back and get your spaceship license renewed. <laughs> Uh, right, I must have I must have failed my driver's test. <laughs> well, Leslie, we are out of time again. Hard to believe. Uh, amazing that this hour just went right by. Wow. But listen, guys, we'll be back same bat time, same bat channel next week, and uh, Uncle Jim and the Leslie Hoffman will be back, and who knows where. Our conversations will meander, too. We'll try to squeeze in some Planet of the Apes if we can. But uh, we'll definitely be back, and we'd love to have you join us if you if you can. We really appreciate it. And uh, you can head over to our Facebook page, the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page, and you can say hello. You can say hi to Leslie over there. If you have any ideas, if you'd like to hear us talk about a particular topic on a show, you can head over there and uh, make a request. You know, I'd like to hear Leslie talk more about uh, Stortus School or, you know, 1941, whatever. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll try to squeeze that into a podcast. So please head over there and uh, say hello. And I think that's about it. You can join me and my Trek Spurts Thursday night on Trek Talking and Beyond. We'll be talking about Star Trek Lower Decks, the brand new episode which airs on Thursday. We'll be talking about that episode. I'll have some clips to play, and we'll just be having some fun trick talking. We have Star Trek news, Star Trek birthdays, all kinds of stuff that went on on Star Trek Day that we're going to talk about, so you want to check that out. And uh, Wow, we're out of time, Leslie. So I want to say thank you to the one and only Leslie Hoffman for hanging out and uh, talking with us and sharing some of your stories. Thank you very much, Leslie. Oh, thank you. It's it's like I say, it's so nice to talk to a human, another human being. I've been I've been ah. sort of well. I'm the building's under quarantine. Like I say, I get <laughs> talking to you is is so refreshing, and talking about things I love. I well, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back next week, hanging out again. So you guys don't want to miss that. I'm your most excellent host, Uncle Jim, and I just want to say to everybody to try to stay safe and be good to each other. Hailing frequencies closed. Good night, everybody. Night. Let's see what's out there. Engage. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.